Welcome back, everyone. It is big show number two of the 2024 regular season. I'm Adam Wygant, and I'm stoked to be with my partners on the big show, Nate Hale and Stephen Buckeridge. Stephen, back from his illness, back from his lunch in a French restaurant with his third <laughs> cousin who had a bar mitzvah after a wedding with uh, nice. another in-law. Good time. Uh, Good time. Probably in some European country. I but, thought it was uh, Yugoslavia, but I could be wrong. Exactly. So the boys are back for the big show. Uh, Steven, we'll start with you because I know you were a little under the weather. How are you, my man? I, I Much better. Uh, uh, among the living, for sure. Vertical, but no, but much better. I had the flu and then kept traveling. It turned into a little bit of a bronchitis, uh, potential pneumonia situation. Uh, kept, kept traveling again, you know, because I'm an idiot. And uh, so, no, feeling so much better. I uh, had a couple West Coast trips the last couple weeks, and maybe that you know, a little sun out there in Arizona last week, and I was in Pasadena this week. So I don't know. Feel feel back in the natty and feel really good now. Back where you belong. Back where home is. Yes, it's always hard to get well when you're traveling. I've uh, I've been in that situation before, and it sucks. So it's sleep. I just need sleep, right? And when you don't get the sleep, and you're not getting enough sleep when you're sick, it just doesn't 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 help you, you know. I feel you. I feel you, yeah. Nate. What about you? You sleeping any? Yeah, actually, I slept really good last night. I thought about that this morning when I get up. I was like, man, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I every slept once really, in a while, huh? every once in a while. But uh, yeah, man, I'm good. Um, I, I'll own it. I skipped out on the match last night, end of the month at work. Uh, all things considered, yeah, I, I don't. You do weren't it the only one. I, I know. I don't do it often, and I even debated on trying to hustle my ass down there. But you know, I told Aaron we missed this, this last night. That's the last midweek match we're missing all season. So. I'll try to hold myself to that, um, but yeah, outside of that, man, I'm good. Um, good. You know, what, what was the what was the announced attendance last night, and what was the uh, number of butts in the seat? Hmm. I was told they sold fifteen thousand tickets. Um, I would say there's probably ten thousand there. It was a little bit better. I figured it was going to be a friends and family <laughs> crowd. Yeah, but um, it filled in. It actually filled in kind of nice. And I don't know the stadium. The stadium is loud, even when it's not full. I think sometimes when it's less full, it's actually more loud because the noise just sort of echoes a little bit. There's not as much, not as many bodies in there to deaden the noise, I guess. But um, you know, the people that were there were uh, definitely into it. So, but it's always, you know, it's always nice to have fun when you're when you're basically taking a, a team to the woodshed. So, you know, it was more, uh, more fans than down at the uh, highlighter stadium in Nashville. for sure. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a conversation for another day. And then uh, Gary in the locker room, what did he say? Something that's to, not to be discussed, you know, outside of the locker room kind of deal, but you know, Hey, that's Nashville. Who cares? It's embarrassing is what that is. All right. Well, let's get into this. So um, we got a little bit to catch up on. We've had uh, one regular season match and a couple of CONCACAF Champions League's match or Champions Cup. Damn it. C, 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 C. Sorry. Yeah. C, C, C. So but um, yeah, I guess let's go back to the first uh, to the first match of the year. The the uh, home match against Toronto. We uh, the stadium is ready to go. It's not, it was sunny. It was a beautiful day. Unveiled the supporter shield banner. On the uh, over the expensive seats, right? So that the so that the people that you know don't have billions of dollars that sit on the east side can see it the entire time. Um, but yeah, it was a nice little nice little pregame ceremony there. Nice tifo, kind of a uh, a nod to Lucho Acosta 
and uh, what he said in his MB- MVP acceptance speech. And then we come out and we play to a boring ass disjointed zero zero draw <laughs> against Toronto. It was like the ultimate air out of the balloon, man. It was so bad. Um, yeah. Who wants to talk about uh, who wants to talk about your reactions <sighs> to that initially? And then we'll we'll spend a little bit more time on it. Takeaway wise or something. Uh, yeah, go ahead. I'll gladly go ahead. I mean, it was just a, it was a slow burn. Um, it was like you're kind of, as you said, let the air of the balloon, like you're kind of got a, the balloon pulled and you're slowly letting it squeak out. Um, there wasn't, I mean, there really wasn't much to take away. I think the highlight was Corey Baird's attempt at a bicycle kick. And what, and then, like the 10th minute? Yeah, and then Lucho trying to chip the keeper and hitting the back of the net on the top of the net in the second half. I mean, that was really it. Uh, you know, like you said, we'll get away or get on to takeaways here in a minute, but it was good to be back. I'll say that. Um, I missed it. Uh, weather was beautiful. <laughs> We're talking about weather with a game, but it, that's really it, man. There wasn't much there. I mean, we had some debuts with, uh, you know, Buka, Oriano, Baird, Miles Robinson. I'll say that Miles, Miles looked the part. You know, first time really watching him in the uniform versus in an Atlanta uniform or a men's national team uniform. Beyond that. I guess kind of a ho hum scrimmage. It's kind, of, <laughs> it's kind of the feel you had for it. I wish we would at least got like gotten a goal because, you know, it was talked about in Great A, Adam, like that, that really Toronto had the best attempts on target and their own players saving a goal. Um, yeah. Thank God for that. Yeah. But I mean, I guess, you know, you break, you break the shell, you, 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 I'll say it. The pop, you pop the cherry on the ear, and, and you move forward. So that that's the takeaways. There wasn't much there. Formation was as expected. Uh, Lucho tried to do too much as expected. Mm-hmm. Um, no boop. I guess that's kind of a takeaway for a later date and time. You know, thankfully after last night, we know he's healthy. Uh, but yeah, that was that was really it. Um, I'm surprised the the Kubo right back right wing back experiment. Hopefully that is a one match thing, uh, especially with, with Halsey, the way he's playing. And then we'll talk about that opportunity as a right wing back potentially coming in later. And it was, um, again, good to be back at the pitch pre-match. Good to be at TQL one more time. The weather cooperated, uh, you know, mm-hmm. not, not like last night. So that's, that's all I got. Uh, yeah. You know, Steven, yeah. uh, over to you, five, five new starters, and it uh, yeah. it looked that way, didn't it? It it certainly did. I mean, when you have uh, you know seventeen shots on goal, and your expected goal is uh, less than point nine, that's that's, that's pretty, pretty miserable, right? So yeah. just to, to just to think about it like that, both teams, you know, yeah, you know, we we led them in passing, not for a long time, but towards the end, we only had three hundred and seventy four accurate passes; they had three hundred and sixty. I mean, it's just, it was a, they, you guys said it like a ho-hum game. I mean, some takeaways, yeah, it was, it was surprising, obviously, to get the Carter, Carter's uh, tweet before the game that, you know, Boop was going to be on minutes, and then we find out he's not starting. So that's a, that's a surprise. But, uh, yeah, I thought uh, it, it was great to be able to see Miles Robinson. Obviously, we'll, we'll get to see him now with, with uh, Miazga since his, uh, his suspension's been reduced one game. We'll maybe possibly talk about that later too, but it's good to see just how Miles Robinson 
with two younger guys, right? With with Ian on his left and and Kip on his right. And I, I've been very kind of wait and see about Kip because he just didn't show well down in Austin, and the speed of play was just seemed to be too too quick for him. But I, I got to tell you, he he uh, he had a fine first half, but he really grew in to the match. And, and Kip had a whale of a second half um, against Toronto, and and so that back line, I guess, was when you think about it. It, it, was, it was solid. You didn't have to do all that much, but uh, they were solid. And then, uh, you know, you guys got it right on grade A, Adam, you and Adam. I mean, Obi was the man of the match. Um, it just, again, highlights that there's just a couple plays there when he booked back, what, 70, 80 yards and, and took the ball away on a, on a Toronto you know, counter. He just, mm-hmm. when he needs to be someplace, he gets there. And as we call him, the ball thief, right? He just, he gets the ball away. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I was a bit disappointed in some of the other new guys. Uh, a, a lot of uh, debuts, as we're talking about. Um, I think Pavel, maybe, uh, got, you know, the midfield got clogged up by by Toronto. He's going to have to figure that out. Whether uh, MLS is going to be a little bit more physical than he expects or just not going to have as much space or, you know, in the Czech League, they don't really pressure that all that much. So, I mean, I think he'll be fine. He just needs to adjust. I thought Luca. I thought Luca. You know, he showed some great promise. Mm-hmm. He got uh, absolutely torched one time on one v one defending. So we got to make sure he 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 gets solid on his one v one defending. But going forward, we're not going to have any issues. His his service is going to be fine. It looks like he may be right a corner kick or a free kick taker to to spell Lucho. Hopefully, Pat will will do that and and have Luca take some more. So uh, I mean I thought I thought Lucas showed okay and and showed promise. I, I was very disappointed in the top two, uh, top three honestly with Lucho. You guys talked about it, trying to do too much, mm-hmm. but I thought the the Baird Santos partnership is is just I don't know. They just don't. Yeah, you know, they both need somebody else up there. They're they're right. both more you know uh, second cast members. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Baird does with Boop. Hopefully, I guess we'll see that in Chicago. On Saturday, but the, the Baird boop, I mean, the Baird Santos uh, pairing and try, it was, it was, it was just dreadful. I mean, it was yeah. like just watching poor runs, inaccurate runs, losing the ball. Just, I, I just, you know, one, one thing I just was frustrated with, we were so poor as a team on ground duels, especially in the attacking, you know, kind of middle of the field and attacking third. It just, it, it was difficult. So I know Adam, you shared a lot on grade a, or, you know, you shared your, your insights and then Adam gave the ratings, but, uh, any, any additional thoughts on your end for the Toronto match? Yeah. I mean, I'll actually talk a little bit about the, the refereeing in that respect, because I thought that this was a game that, um, they let them play more so than I think we're used to seeing. And, you know, when I talked earlier about like the air coming out of the stadium, God, that the VAR review in the beginning is really what killed it. Right. Five minutes in, you know, you go to the monitor and, and and it took all of five minutes for them to ultimately make the decision to award a foul outside the box. And it just sort of took the energy out of the stadium at that point. And just as the game went on, you know, you mentioned it, the, the midfield being clogged up. There were um, there were some fouls that weren't called. I think on the whole, on the level, it, it was a little it, it was I'm not going to say it was inconsistent. It was just refereed differently, I think, than what we're used to or what maybe the players that have been in the league are used to to seeing, which for a guy like Obi is great because <laughs> Obi sometimes gets called on fouls that aren't fouls. So, 
you know, I, I think from that standpoint, the physicality of this game was definitely on the uptick. Um, the shenanigans yeah. in goal were on the uptick from the beginning and should have been dealt with. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you look at some of the guys that came in, the back line is going to be good. I mean, to think that we can have Robinson, Miazga, and Murphy in there, you know, Murphy is your weak link. And I'm not saying Keller is the answer by any stretch, but you're also talking about Ian Murphy, who has a lot of MLS minutes under his belt and is still, in my opinion, on the ascendance. Like, he's going to get better. And and he's not bad to begin with. He's a solid MLS center back at this point, or an outside center back, I guess. But when you've got Kip Keller as number four, and I would imagine right now Alvis Powell is number five, and then okay. you got and yeah. then you got Nick Hagelin coming back. So you know we've got a little bit of depth there that 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 I don't feel like if you got to go without Miles Robinson for an international event or you got to go because you want to rest one of them. Like I don't see there being any drop off whatsoever. At least right now, while we're healthy and everyone's fresh. So the midfield, yeah, I agree with you on Kubo. Um, he's you know, he, it just doesn't fit his style. I don't think to be out there and hopefully that does get resolved. Pavel, it's going to take some time, right? Like who, who comes into MLS and slots right in and is a world beater. There's not many of them out there. That's a pretty, pretty short list. So I think it's going to take him some time. Really, honestly, just getting used to playing with Lucho and to your point, like, yeah, he tried to do a lot, you know, when you have a game where you're intricate, interplay that we're used to seeing between like him boop and Barial, it's not going to come off when it's him baird or santos and oriano right like they're just not there yet it'll get there i'm not too worried about it um but it stinks to take a point from toronto a team that a lot of people are picking to win the the spoon i don't think they will i think they're a much nah, better they're, they're organized not win yeah. the spoon. i mean no nah, they're Herman, a much much more yeah, john herman's got him playing organized already I mean, yeah just, you know and there's no bradley there to make him suck <laughs> Like if we're being honest, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, it was a bit of a downer, you know, a bit of a letdown first home match, got the shield, you know, you want to, you want to send the crowd home happy. You know, I think everybody kind of walked out and they're like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I, you know, I don't even know. It was such a meh game. So Jake and I were talking about that on the way out. We're like, it reminds me of that scene in rounders. When I don't know the actor, but somebody, you know, and he goes, I feel so unsatisfied, right? That's Malkovich, uh, buddy. Yeah, John Malkovich. Thank you. One of the greatest lines, right? Just went in for a quickie, huh? Yeah. You, that's, uh, that's not funny. to get off on a side note, but have you ever heard the story about him acting in that movie and Matt Damon? No. So that accent he plays, like mm-hmm. basically Matt Damon's a young buck at that point. Rounders very yeah. early. Ed Norton. And... Mm-hmm. Basically, they Norton and, and Damon were super excited. Malkovich, like one of the one of the greats, is coming to do it, and he does that voice. And after everything, after they recorded the scene, Malkovich comes over to Damon and goes, "Yeah, I don't know. I just made all that up." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, Teddy KGB, so, man, one of the yeah, best, uh, one of the yeah. best characters of all time. Yeah. So, but hey. So let's get back on this. I'll uh, I'll throw it back to you, Nate. Let's just do takeaways then from this good and bad. So we kind of um, talked about it as a whole. You know, what's your bright spot and what's your uh, what's your bad or your 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 yeah your bad yeah. take? I guess. Well, I'll say one thing first. The worst time to p- play a team with no depth is match day one. You know, yeah. it'd be very different getting Toronto, but that again to say they may be a little bit more in sync later in the year. 
But the good, honestly, it's hard not to take away from Kip Keller. Kip was, you know, if not OB the man of the match, Kip was number two. I mean, the man literally saved a goal, multiple blocks. Uh, Kuhn said it best in grade eight, just, you know, the way he just contributed all across the board on that back line. For a guy that was left for dead in Austin to step in match day one with Miazga out and then perform like that and do it, do it with some confidence um, speaks volumes. And credit to Albright for what we paid for Kip Keller. And we saw him again last night, like, looked the part. And super excited about Kip Keller. Uh, the bad yeah, shout out to uh, shout yeah. out to Jamie and myself from the Mafia came up with a tremendous Kip Keller chant that we cannot repeat on air, but Why it's not? it's immaculate. Uh, it's too many f too many f bombs in it. If that's even possible, I will I'll take leave your it word for a match day. I'll leave it All for right. a match day. All right, I'll say it later in the year. Um, but the bad, honestly, for me. It's probably, I'm going to go out on a limb here, but a little bit of coaching, man. I know it's match day one. You've got some new faces in the squad. But I would have played a little bit more direct. I think, you know, there was multiple times Adam were sitting in the Bailey look or standing in the Bailey looking, and there was space upon space. But we're playing mm-hmm. this this back and forth, being cautious. I get it. Lots of new faces up all over the top, even with Baird and Santos. That's Well, his, you had Santos, right? That's his, yeah, one, that's his thing, right? One go-to is San. I mean, shit. Last night versus Cavaliers, Santos couldn't do shit except put the man into space, one-on-one. Let his speed be the, the, the determining factor, and we didn't see any of that. There was multiple times our left, but the right side of the pitch coming down, just played the ball into space. Make a defender, which is Toronto's weakness. Make a defender, make a decision, and we just didn't do it. We, we went back and forth and tried to get cute and dink and dunk and this and that. So, had Noonan just came out and said, hey, man, long balls. And Miles had a few really good long balls. But long balls consistently put them on their back heels, stop trying to do like a build-up type of play. You might have a different outcome. Um, but I'm being a little bit nitpicky. But as, as we said, the match itself from a uh, viewing standpoint was kind of ho-hum. If it wasn't FCC and I was watching it on a Saturday afternoon at home, probably would have fell asleep. So those are my takeaways. I'll toss it over to Steve. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. I'll, I'll start with the, I guess, the, 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 the not so good takeaway. And I don't disagree with the coaching aspect because one, one of the things that really was frustrating me, and, and again, I, I'm a big Roman fan, <clears throat> but we, we were, we, we put him in a position in the first half that we just, you know, his distribution is still his weakest part of his game. And there are four times in the first 25 minutes that whether he's been directed by the coaching staff to work on this or what, what I'm not sure what it was. But, uh, part of the reason the first 25, 30 minutes were difficult for us is we kept giving the ball away. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really poor distribution. One was directly out of bounds. The, the other three were right, right in the gut. And, and not even 50-50 balls. They were really, you know, 75-25 balls for Toronto on, on, the, on the higher end of that. In fact, the, 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 the foul that occurred where that five-minute VAR decision happened, thankfully VAR got it right, but that, that was the result and outcome of, of a roaming distribution that just went up the gut and we came right down our throat. And it's difficult when you come out flat 
and then you're asking your keeper to do some his you know, I guess work on or, or or try to do long distribution that's just not his strength. It, it just it didn't make sense. We we finally did go away from it. He, he started to do more of the you know passing out to the the to the wide uh, left left center back or right center back after that. But it was just we, we were making it worse for ourselves. And and to your point, Nate, we didn't adjust. I, I you know Toronto obviously John Herman came out with a game plan, clogged the midfield, did it well. T- Keep you know frustrate Lucho, keep the ball away from Lucho, make everything else get just kind of muck in the middle, and we didn't adjust at halftime either. It just it was it was an odd game to to watch Noonan on the on the sideline quite frustrated. Obviously, he talked about the slowness, but he said it was sloppy and slow. The game, absolutely correct. It was sloppy and slow, but a lot of that was our own doing. And I know there's been a lot of field banter, or if the, the field's playing slow or whatever. So I, I don't disagree with you, Nate. I think it the did. coaching had, had a lot to do with it. Um, yeah, I, I guess besides besides uh, you, you know besides Wigan calling Toronto poutine FC, which is, you know, it's just Canadian food, bro. It's Canadian food. But besides besides that aspect, again, my 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 positive takeaway was just that back line, and so you know having M Rob that I call him and and and. Uh, Kept playing so well as two guys come in. I mean, two of those three were, were not with us last year. And look how solid they looked on the back line. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I agree with you. Like, the fact that those guys could come in and play that well on the back line. Yeah, that's a that's why I said, man, this defense is going to travel. And this, I mean, it's – look, you, you can say what you want about Cavalier, and we're going to talk about him here in a second. It's three games. It's three clean sheets. So – and not many shots, although Toronto probably should have had two because one of them was blocked by their own player and <laughs> Keller Keller saved the other one. But um, yeah, bright spot for me. You know, I said on grade A that Kip Keller, it, w- it was him and, and just the way that he's playing. He, he, the kid's a dog, man. Like he doesn't care. He, he and, does not care, man. The set no. pieces in the corners, mixing up with everybody. Everybody. He does, you push me, I'm going to push you back. He reminds me that granted Aaron would fight me on this. A little bit of Ben White, um, you know. Nobody's say like, as pretty as Ben White. <laughs> there you go. I was gonna say aesthetically, <laughs> aesthetically, yes. he's not. He doesn't have the golden tan as Ben White, but he's got good like, hair. He's got hair. Uh, I would trade <laughs> him. I would trade him. But like the play style, a little bit of like uh, I'm gonna use it. I haven't used it yet this year. The Moxie to say, you know, like man, you. I don't care. I'm not backing down to anybody. Um, I liked it, man. Easily an early fan favorite coming out of the gates. But go ahead, Adam. No, so no, it, and and Obi was a was obviously a huge bright spot. The man is going to either earn himself a huge transfer fee for the club, or he's going to earn himself a huge contract this year because, like, that's what we're going to ask him to do is bust his ass fifty yards at a time to recover. Um, I thought it was very interesting that Toronto forced him to be a facilitator. Um, and that is something that Noonan needs to figure out because for all of Obi's, you know, all of the pluses on his game, I don't think his ability to cycle and, and, and find a, you know, pick out a pass. It's obviously not high on his skill set. Not that he's not capable of it, but they really forced him to be a facilitator in that game, which I thought really bogged down our offense too. But going back to the coaching part of it, like you've got to see that and you've got to, you've got to get the ball into, into Buka 
if if that's his strength, like you've you've got to somehow get him in that position instead of Obi. So I, you know, for me, the bad was just the the sloppy midfield play, and 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 just the unnecessary turnovers. What it, whether it was you know Luca and Lucho not really being on the same page, whether it was Pavel just sort of disappearing at times or going into space that he shouldn't. But I think that that comes with with knowing each other. That comes with just minutes together. Um, so I'm not too worried about it, but it was frustrating to watch it in that game. So all in all, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, are you guys worried about Pavel at all? No, no. Uh, honestly, it's one game. I'm not worried. I am less expectant of him to adapt quickly. And that's, that's fair. I think, I think that's a good way to put it. How quickly is he going to adapt to this? Right. I think, I think him adapting and his talent showing through might take a little bit longer than expected. Pair that with CCC and, and, you know, a little bit of roster congestion. And I think Pavel's upside, I mean, is huge. I think the talent is there. The skill set is there, but playing in the play style that we're doing alongside Lucho, and that's the asterisk playing alongside Lucho, Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the tough part. And I think, Stephen, it might have been you that hit it best. I, I can't remember it might, where it came from, but Pavel was the 10 for a long time in, with Pilsen over in, in the Czech League. And then he got moved to the 8. He kind of fell wayside and, and was at one point no longer starting. So it was probably Kuhn, actually, that said this. It was Kuhn. It was Kuhn, yeah. 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 But that's a good way to put it. He's still kind of learning the position, and now he's learning the position alongside the league MVP, who's very strong-headed. Nothing wrong. Demanding. Yeah, demanding. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then Obi, who's phenomenal in every attribute possible, but very different from a traditional six in the sense that, like, a true, true, true destroyer. There's only a few within this league, and there's probably the league he came from. Probably only a few in the Czech league. So it's going to take some time for him to kind of adapt and find his own. I think the confidence aspects can be very important. You've got a player in a new environment, in a new country. I don't know that his family's here. So just with all that, it may be tougher than we expect. And it could be early midsummer before he kind of finds his role in this midfield. Um, But that's his role to kind of fill out. And I think the club, I think Albright and Noonan both – have full confidence of him to figure it out in the preseason kind of showed that. I mean, he had multiple passes, multiple goal involvements. The trialist was the best player on the pitch. Um, It's, it's there, it's there, but in full on competition, it may take a little bit longer than we expect. So I'm not worried, but patience is key. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to be patient with him and it's up to Noonan now to, to figure it out. Right. I mean, in football, the big thing is in American football, you know, the biggest, the biggest improvement is between game one and game two. And I think you'll probably see a lot too. that's going to be different about this club when they come out against Chicago, which we'll talk about in a sec, but you know, your back line is going to be probably your traditional back line. And I'm interested to see sort of what Pavel does against the fire and, and what kind of tweaks maybe to the positioning that, that Noonan does, um, and, and of course, interested about that right wing back. But before we get to that, let's, um, we'll put a bow on the Toronto match. And I guess we should talk about this first round. 
which was really glorified preseason, and that's no disrespect to Cavalier. It just is what it was. It is what it is. Um, you know, the club gets through six zero aggregate, two shutouts, go down to Jamaica, get it done, come back here, and the Jamaican Alvis Powell of all people, yeah, who had him goal. scoring on their bingo card, um, yeah, nets his first one. I think he holds the record now for most games played before scoring a goal. And, um, yeah, I heard that, uh, I heard that it's somewhere like 80, today, 80 games or something like that. Wasn't 82. It? Yeah. If I 82? remember correctly, yeah. 80 something, 80 is a lot. 80 something. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so we get past Cavalier. Um, we'll talk about that before we talk about who's coming to town on Thursday. So Nate takeaways from the series as a whole, the game last night, you know, like we, we obviously had a rotated squad last night, a lot of young guys playing a lot of overreaction to to what <laughs> these guys were able to do based on the quality of competition. Uh, Let's pump the brakes a little bit, but at the same time, when you get your chance, I don't care. The other guys are lining up trying to win too, so come out and do your thing. But yeah, yeah so let's um go ahead and give me your thoughts and your your uh your feelings on the Cavalier series and that I game. Will, I will first say that Alvis Powell scored that goal for Ray Gaddis. And if you know, <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, That's right. But as a whole, play the kids. Pinto looked the part again. Um, he's he's got a calming presence as he kind of gains some confidence. He's I, I look at Pinto as kind of the leader of the young guys um, in that in the midfield, the striker partnership with you know Kimi and, and Datto, and then a little bit the the Steven uh, or Steven. Steven. Is it Steven? Yeah, and Pat, Pat, Pat called him Stephen the other night, so we're how, going with Stephen. Yeah. How many ways can you spell that name, bud? Well, yeah, I tell you, we're, we're everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I had to. Anyway, um, yeah, the, the young guys kind of showed out. Dado is, <laughs> as we've looked, seems to have the highest ceiling, as Nykamp once said. Shout out to Nykamp. Um, dude, his finish, just the confidence he played with last night, the one-touch passing – multiple times setting up boop the assist as a 19 year old kid just to have one the confidence two the awareness and three the ability to execute consistently throughout the match i don't care what the competition is amongst your peers who are guys that you look up to that's what gets me excited about that kid like as he grows into his role as he develops you know i guess physically for lack of a better word man and his finish like just crossing it, the cross into the left side of the net, like it was meant to be. Didn't think yeah. twice. Didn't he- didn't hesitate for a half second, like like he was playing with his buddies in the backyard. Um, that's what the greats do, and I don't want to put that label on him anytime yet. But again, you see the ceiling, and that ceiling is legit. Big question is how does he get continued playing time this season? potentially with no open cup, obviously leagues cup, but that could be a little unique too. So yeah, that's my takeaway. Just these young kids getting time. Um, you know, the overreaction we mentioned, Kimmy, uh, man, I just, I wish he had that same kind of feel playing in the backyard with his boys because Kimmy's pushing, man. He's, he's trying to do too much. He's trying, he sees Pinto score. Imagine that like Kimmy's Kimmy's so far been quote unquote, the golden child. And you see Pinto score, you see Dado play the way he played Kimmy wants to be a part of it. He's kind of their leader, for lack of a better word, at this time. And, you know, got the PK. He had a few decent touches, a few decent shots, not necessarily on target, but shots, and then missing the PK. Um, 
that's got to be tough for him, man. It's, it's really going to challenge, in my opinion, his confidence. Not that he can't overcome it and really overcome it quickly, but on the depth chart, I'll ask either of you if you had to choose between Tato or Kimmy is your... It's not even a question. Right? Not even a question. Right. And, and the only thing you had to look at was how he took that PK. I mean, right. listen, I, I'm not a pro soccer player, I'm, but I'm not going to th- you know throw in shade or whatever. That was probably one of the worst PKs I've ever seen. Like that was the PK of a player that just has no confidence and no belief like it was bad it was it was bad so there's there's players i mean this ironically i wish we had brandon here because brandon went through that in his upcoming in mls he was the third fourth guy off the bench and, and really wasn't you know the chosen child if you will at any point in his career until he kind of came into his own and he just put his head down and did the work mm-hmm. and i think kimmy can do that but it's it's going to be something to watch this season, and I'll say it, man, a loan might not hurt him. Send him to a USL team where he's going to get regular minutes week in and week out on a decent USL squad. I think that benefits him, that consistent playing time, because that's what youngsters need, man. That's why the big clubs, the – I'll say big clubs. That's why the Chelsea's are the lone armies. That's why all <laughs> – Previous big clubs. Um, yeah, that's, that's why a lot of these clubs loan out the youngsters the way they do across the world because that's, that's why we had, um, you know, our boys last year. That's, that's yeah, why Nate, we if you had, do that, what do you do with Dado? Because if he's going to be striker, let's assume that yeah. a striker is in the future for this team. That whoever number four is, there's three that are ahead of them, right? You're going to have whoever they sign. You've got Boop. You've got Baird. So is Datto going to be your number four? And if and, and how many minutes does your number four striker get mm-hmm. absent of any long-term injury? You're looking at an 80, 85th minute substitution mm-hmm. appearance. Like, what do you do with Datto? Yeah, I think. Uh, you have to, but you. A Dotto and, and not just a striker format. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. Oh, that's true too. Yes, because he is he is by by design a attacking midfielder. So well, and and when they brought him in, or even last night, he played that role, right? And mm-hmm. so even when he's come in in the uh, regular season game against Toronto, Nucho sh- was shift up when when Dotto. Yeah, in. that's yep. a good call. That's a good call. So I think he. I mean, obviously, we've never had a backup ten. We've said that till we're blue in the face. Uh, Buka can play that role. But even at that, like, Buka's also your starting quote-unquote six. Mm-hmm. I think that's where data fits in this year, man. Like, as Lucha, I'll be, we'll, go, we'll go a little bit deeper. After the match versus Toronto, uh, the Mafia gave Lucho a, a scarf and a jersey or whatnot as the player of the year last year, man. Lucho was hobbling. Now, uh, we know he dealt with some, some injuries at the end of the season last year, but Lucho was not comfortable walking away. There was a apparent limp. I'm not going to say he's hurt. He played fine. The minutes he came on last night, but I don't know that Lucho can do the every match in, every match out, Leagues Cup, CCC. They got to spell him, and spelling him isn't yeah. pushing him up top. Right. The man cannot play 90-plus. Well, we saw it versus Columbus. The man cannot do 90-plus every match throughout the year and go 110% and play at that level. It's just it's unfair to ask him to do that. So that might be where data comes into play, man. These matches, if we get up, you know, two goals in the 65th, 70th minute, man, like Lucho, you're coming off, bud. Throw fit. (laughs) We don't care. We need you for, we need you for the next day. And data gets his minutes there. Uh, 
way to do it. Or if Lucha needs a match off, Dado gets his minutes there. Um, we all know Santos is going to last seven to ten games before he gets hurt. Dado seven to gets, ten games total for the year. He'll get hurt by the fourth. <laughs> right. He, he was limping off last night. People mm-hmm. He was. He was. Yeah, yes, he was. Yes, yes. So Dado's going to get minutes there. It's a lot to put on a 19-year-old, 19-year-old's shoulders. But, I mean, shit. Lots of players have done it through the history of time. So I don't think Dado gets loaned out. I think Kimmy is the one. You, you get some minutes in the USL. And you say, all right, man, go, go, go be you. Go be a starter for a team. Um, be a stud. And then let's revisit this next year as, you know, potentially Santos isn't on the books. Baird will be there. But you got, you know, who knows? If we bring in an under-22 striker, is it a loan? Is it a one-year deal? Is it a long-term thing? Who knows? But yeah. the, one, the one thing I can say is it's nice to actually talk about academy kids in a positive Producing. light. Yeah, yeah, in a absolutely. positive light, man. Like, I watched a lot of FCC2 last year on, you know, on the app. And there was games, you know, either getting blown out or it was 5-5, five, 5-3. Five, <laughs> five, you know, it was, it's good to see these guys produce at this level, even though it was Cavalier and it was more or less a glorified scrimmage. Um, it doesn't, doesn't hurt their confidence, and I'll leave it at that. that. That's, I guess, that's probably my biggest takeaway from the series is, yeah, glorified kind of preseason or scrimmage, but it's because they took care of business when they went down to Jamaica, right? And so... Going down there and getting the two nil away win really allowed Noonan to do what he wanted to do last night and play these guys right, play the play the youngsters and give Lucho seventy five minutes off, give you know a spell for Obi and Baird and a couple other guys. It just was that doesn't happen if they don't go down and get business done last you know last week. In Jamaica, and remember, Boop didn't travel on that trip either, right? Right. Uh, yep. And yep. neither did Luca, right? So we did. We didn't have a full roster down there, but because they got the the job done, then they were able to last night, you know, in in, in a cold environment for Jamaicans to come up. But uh, it, it just allowed him to to play the youth, and boy, they 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 wanted to prove themselves, and I just give them all credit, Pinto and and Dotto and 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 all these young guys, Halsey, even. I mean, they're they're just. Hey, give me a couple minutes, and I want to show you I belong in this league and I belong in this team. Yeah, it was businesslike, right, Stephen? Like yeah. they, you know, they were there to do a job last night, and they did it well. And the players that were given a chance, you know, they took care of their. They took their opportunity, I guess, grabbed it by the scruff of the neck, especially, you know, guys like Datto and and Pinto. <laughs> But even, you know, Miazga coming in, you know, getting his minutes, you know, I think that was important. Keller with another good performance on top of it. Just, yep. you know, just guys getting comfortable being around each other. You're able to basically get Lucho in for what amounts to uh, uh, a, like a warm up jog. But he still had an influence on the game. Right. And, and those young kids were able to play with him um, because that doesn't happen very often either. Right. How many times is he going to be on the field with? with Steven and with Pinto and with Dado and with some of those other guys. So, you know, good for them to be able to be out there with him and kind of see how he plays. I think Tommy G, as I was driving home, I had 1360 on and he mentioned that, right? Like it's a, it's a, or maybe it was McCloskey, but one of the two, you know, were basically like what a great opportunity for them to be out there on the field with him in a game, in a game setting, you know, as opposed to getting their ass.
messes beat in the short sighted games because I'm I'm still trying to figure out who's on these losing teams half the time because it's just <laughs> all the starters on the winning team. But um, yeah. yeah, for those that follow, know what know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's um, stack yeah. small. Yeah, stack small sided games, right? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes they are very stacked. So so all that being said, you know. FCC is through, I think, as everybody expected them to be. The the competition really starts now. And so after being after being gifted the worst team in in uh in the in the CCC ratings, they now get the best team in the CCC rankings. Um, with Monterey coming in next Thursday with the return of one Brandon Vasquez. So nice. Steven, yeah, I'll come right back to you, Stephen. Early sure. thoughts on, on this one because you know. FCC, they've got a game beforehand. I mean, they still got to play Chicago. We'll talk about that last, but you know, we're not going to do a full-on preview per se. But just your initial thoughts on what's in front of them against Monterey, what's at stake yep. for certain players who will not be named because they're no longer with the team. But no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So give me your thoughts on that. Uh, absolutely, and I'll just start. You know, when when people were all kind of shocked that Vasquez was not going to Europe, and why why would he do this? he's going backwards or a lateral move and, and all this kind of stuff. You know, we, we, a lot of us tried to explain that's because Monterey is a, a really quality club. It, not, mm-hmm. not, you know, in Liga Mekis, of course, they're one, one of the top four or five, you know, clubs over the, over the last decade, but in all of CONCACAF, that, that's why they're, again, it just came, the, the, the rankings came out again today. They've been in the top two or three in all of CONCACAF for the last couple of years as a club. And, and now they're, you know, top of the heap again from the, from the CCC ratings. There, there's a reason for that. They're, 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 um, you know, the league of they, they don't have a lot of the same salary restrictions. We do. They've got deeper rosters. They, they spend money. And that's, I mean, that's one reason Vasquez was able to get his seven and a half dollar, seven and a half million plus 1 million move is because they, they do spend money in league of Mackies. And, and it, it just, it's a perfect fit for Vasquez on that club because he doesn't have to be the star. You know, you've even seen they, they've had nine league matches. They're five wins, four draws. They're top of the table. I think they're tied top of the table with two other teams. They, they tied at Tijuana last night. Not a great draw, but at least they got the draw away. And Vasquez has started most of those games. I think he started five of the nine and missed one because the, the baby delivery. And then he's subbed in for the other ones. I can't imagine He's not starting when they come up to Cincinnati. Oh, but, there's uh, no way in hell he's not starting. Yeah, right. Mon- Monterey is a, a very difficult club at that beautiful, gorgeous BBVA stadium. I mean, it's just one of the top, you know, beautiful stadium sites that you see all the time in pictures. Yeah, it's right it's up there gonna, with the Emirates. Right. It's going to be difficult to go there second and have pressure. And that's going to put a little bit of pressure on the club coming in next Thursday. Because you don't want to have you don't want to walk away from TQL with a draw or even say a two to one win with mm-hmm. with uh, Monterey getting an away goal that puts so much pressure on you when you go down there a week later. So it, it's a tasty map matchup. This is exactly what we've been hoping for: international play, playing teams like this. Noonan even said it in his, his post match. He says people ask him, what, "What do you feel about getting Monterey?" He says, "This is great." We get one of the best, you know, clubs that's that's in our in our continent, in our region. So that, that's a positive. And then to know that the winner of this, you know, leg and leg oh. series 
gets the inner Miami national winner, right? So this, this is, this is why CCC matters. People are like, Oh, oh my gosh. It just, what a waste to have to be so tired. Come back from Jamaica. We look like crap over you know, the Toronto game because they're so tired. Why do they do this to the teams? This is exactly why we're in champions cup right now. Yeah. This is what it's Shout- about. You know, it's a yeah. challenge. Yeah. Yep. And, and shout out to Nashville's front office for absolutely raping their um, fans on the tickets to that uh, that, <laughs> that Champions pathetic, Cup match, man. man. It's embarrassing what they did. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Anyway. Nate, Nate, here comes here comes the the fighting Brandon Vasquez's. <laughs> the fighting Brandan Vasquez's. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I had a. I had a joke, Adam, that might hit too close to home, so I'm gonna withhold it from. Go. Uh, I, can, I, I can't. Go. I can't. I'll say it off air. Uh, All right. We'll say this: Monterey's club value is just under 100 million. FCC is just under 50 million in terms of the player value, and that's that's how the transfer market looks at it. Uh, take that with a grain of salt. The roster rules and regulations, depth, the whole nine. Liga Liga Mke, Mkees, Mkees, I cannot say it. I'll still never say that right. Liga Orellano. Orellano. Emekis. Emekis. I can say Oriano. Dos Equis. Liga Emekis. See, I there you go. Lorangelo and Orangelo just fine. <laughs> I can't say the Mexican League. Liga MX. Yep, MX. Yeah. I can get that. But anyway. Wait, wait, wait. I got I to gotta inject this before you say it because I'm driving from Riverside to Pasadena with my boss the other day. On Monday afternoon. Humble, humble brag there. Humble brag. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So we're, we're driving, <laughs> right? Right, right. yeah. You went to Texas. California on purpose? Yeah, there you go. But uh, we come to an inter- interchange, and you go left, go south to Corona, or go north to Pomona. And <laughs> and I, he's just so funny. Out of the blue, he goes, which one? He says, I don't know anything about either one. But if you had to, which which one would you select? I said, Corona to the south all day long. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's no question. So, God, sorry, I had, to, had to insert that. That's all right. There, there, there's your Mexican beer review for the podcast mm-hmm. as well. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, I, thought, I, I, t- I took Nate off his stride. Sorry, Nate. No, go back no, to you're, no, <laughs> no, you're fine, buddy. The the point being, the depth that that Monterey has in comparison to FCC is insane. Um, yeah, just just the sheer squad size, squad depth. As we get schedule congestion, they're a little bit further into their season as we are. We played one match, just two. Coming this weekend at Chicago, it's not really apples to apples. Um, it kind of hits on the fact that roster rules didn't really get expanded in terms of how we can spend and why we're still kind of trying to make square pegs fit into round holes coming into this point in the season with a right back or a you know a next striker or whatever it may be. I mean, like the match, as you guys said, we've got to find a way to keep them. I just don't want them to get an away goal. And it's probably going to happen. They're too damn talented not to get an away goal. Miazga, Robinson, Murphy. Yeah. Murphy. Yeah, that's... Uh, okay. So, okay. So, They've got their own Lucho. His name's Corcho. He's pretty darn good. Yeah, but damn it. He's, not, he's not Lucho. <laughs> that's and, true, but he's Corcho. Um, looking at it, and then we'll get into Chicago here in a minute, but, man, I almost just say... Screw the Chicago game. <laughs> like, if we're going to advance, it's all going to be through TQL. We've got to find a way to win 2 0. Maybe, which, man, saying that out loud versus Monterey, <laughs> win, mm-hmm. win 2 0. Like, bro, I'd be happy if we, we drew 1 1 or 0 0. Um, yeah, I just, 
because the atmosphere down there, mountains in the ambiance behind, 53,000, 54,000 packed that atmosphere in Mexico. We've watched, you know, enough men's national team matches in that country to know it's a, it hits different. It absolutely hits different. Bro, those boys have never been to the West End. They do not know what mm. twenty five five one three has in for this, in store yeah. for them. Come on, we'll we'll sky roast them to death. Um, <laughs> Damn right, we're gonna make them eat skyline <laughs> and get them uh, before the match, baby. Yeah. They don't know what's there uh, for. They don't. They don't. We'll get. We'll throw Jamie onto the pitch and make him chase somebody. Um, <laughs> he can't run. Hey, that's facts. So <laughs> it's. Us advancing past Monterey really comes down to how we perform at TQL. And the one thing I'm going to say, man, can Poop even go to Mexico? That's yeah, a great that, question. That remains to be right? seen, right? Can Luca yeah. go to Mexico? Right. Well, Luca probably can, but I, I, I don't think he's on the the real lease yet. I think he's on the. So, so again, like uh, <laughs> this is not great news. If these are the 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 reality or the reality pieces of it in the sense that man like let's go to monterey and start dude you're starting dado you're not starting santos if he's healthy and bared in monterey right. that that doesn't bode well um because we'll get what we got versus toronto a couple players who are kind of disjointed that that really aren't great by themselves they're great with great counterparts that is Baird's strength. That is Santos's strength. You need a boop. You need a Vasquez. And, uh, yeah, so that's my take on it. Thursday's going to be a blast. I will absolutely be there with you, Adam. The wife will be in tow, and uh, we'll make as much noise as heavenly possible in, in the West End. But I don't so what's, know, we might the, uh, what's the appropriate way to handle Brandon? Give him a nice round of applause and then yes. boo him every time yeah. he touches the ball after that. Yeah, man, like, uh, I got just no... a, you don't have to worry about him <laughs> touching the ball much. He doesn't touch the ball. Um, I was, last uh, night, I think he had 27 touches. Four, he, he gave up the ball four times. Uh, you know, he'll probably score a, a tap in on the 90th minute to go to go you know one one or something like that. Right. Probably. So, so how many times during the game does the Brandon Vasquez cheer break out in the Bailey Nate since you brought up <laughs> drumming? <laughs> Uh, if they if they do it once, it better be a fat zero, bro. It better yeah. be a fat and zero. in pregame too. Um, yeah, you know we can give him a clap as he comes out. We can cheer for him. I'm fine pregame doing that. Like Brand, I have zero ill will toward Brandon. Brandon, hundred percent, hundred Brandon is awesome. Um, yeah. nothing like that. But like at the same time, he is now quote unquote the enemy. So. <laughs> At no, least Thursday is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. No chance. None of that. Clap him on if he scores, like, casually. Just be murmuring. Yeah. <laughs> casually flick him off. Give him the, the Joaquin Phoenix thumbs down. I, I don't know to quote that again, Adam. But, <laughs> yeah, man, like, I don't know. Just don't do not do a cheer for him or a chant for him. Um, you know, I'd be okay if the Bailey started chanting lead foot. That's enough. Can we get in his head? Me. Do you think we can break him? Oh yes. Oh yeah. If, if we try, yes, I think you can. A thousand percent. Yeah. Since absolutely. he reject. Since he reject. Oh no, like, man. Now we're just. We're, we're listen. Just, he gave us. He gave us a proper goodbye. He thanked the fans. He was very, very well, nice love, about I, it. Again, but, I love yeah. Brandon, but like you know, it's all it's all in good fun, man. He's now the enemy. Right. Like that's right. how that works. Let's just hope um, he's twenty twenty three, Brandon. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because 2023 yeah. Brandon was not that great. Yeah. I'm all right with that. And as you said, it'll probably get a brace and he'll be the sole reason why we don't advance. But <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, so I'm, yeah. Do, do, do you want to give a prediction real quick? Or we how might as well. We might as well. We may not record before next Thursday. Who knows? Uh, yeah. We're going to win 2 0. 2 0? I like sure, it. Sure. Why not? I mean, we, we, we have to. We have to. I like it. Nate? I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. I'm going to be honest, 1-1. One, one. They just have so much firepower. There isn't a hole in their entire lineup. We're forcing Kubo to play right wing back, and we're you know, we're, we're putting a secondary striker up top that we don't have a whole a lot of confidence in yet with Buka and Mivu. Like, there's just – these guys are in their stride. As you said, Stephen, they played nine matches, five wins, four draws, zero losses. I'm not expecting them to come to TQL and potentially get a loss. I'm all for it if they do, but that's asking a lot of the boys who are boys who haven't really from the, you know, granted Cavalier, but that, that Toronto team, the, the higher competition, we didn't look the part. So, yeah, one, one, and then just, you just find your way in Mexico and hopefully you get, hopefully Boop can go or Lucha, Lucha will be there, but you get some magic and you find a way to eke one out because honestly, dude, if we played Miami, I like our odds better against Miami than Monterey. Yeah, kind of, kind of, all hundred percent. Well, yeah, Miami yeah. looks like yeah, Miami yeah. looks like shit. Yeah. So that's yeah, I'll say one one. But what about you, Stephen? You got any uh, predictions? Yeah, I, I feel like it's a draw as well. Um, gosh, if it's going to be a draw, I, I hate to say this, I'd rather be nil nil than than one yeah. one. Yeah. Because then if it if it's a nil nil draw and to, to be honest, I'd be okay with a paint dry nil nil draw on Thursday. Then, then you go down and maybe just grab an away goal and you, you could walk away with this thing. But uh, I, I feel like it's uh, it's got draw written all over because of, of how they're just more conservative, how they play away Monterey. If you look at their, you know, again, five wins, four draws, it's the draws are mainly away and, and they're tightly contested. They're, they're not, as open and free flowing when, when they play away, they are at home. Um, they, they can really muck up that midfield as well. Uh, they got a, a strong defensive back line. So, I, I mean, it feels like I'm, I'm talking about a loss could come in, but yeah, I feel like it's a draw, but I, I'm going to go be hopeful and, and say we eke out a two, one victory okay. at TQL, but then you got to be careful, you know, two, one, they go, they go back and, a, a one nil or a two one back there. It's going to be interesting. So, um, yeah, two. I'm going to go two one. I'll be optimistic here. The one thing I'll say, it's really the first first true test for the, you know, Miazga, Robinson, Murphy backline. Yeah. Like, if we're going to say we have the best backline in MLS, this is the game early season. We're talking about the third real competitive match, fourth fifth competitive match of the season. I'm not counting Cavalier, but. To show it. Like, if these boys are going to do it, Miazga loves Mexico. Robinson's a men's national team. Hopeful, if not your first choice center back. Man, now it's now it's time to put up or shut up very quickly. And in early days in 2024. So, yeah, man, it's uh, Thursday's going to be fun. Hopefully the, the fans show out. Um, like I said, it's arguably outside of the Eastern Conference, you know, final the biggest match at TQL, in my opinion. I, it's great. I, I, I wish this is the one match I really want to go to, in fact. And we'll be you down can. 
now we'll be down in Oklahoma City for Sophia's dance next weekend. But uh, this would be, if I was looking at one home match this year I want to go to, or even a away match, this would be it. Yeah, hopefully hopefully the weather cooperates. I haven't looked. but 50 degrees and rain. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> so uh, probably 45 and a... 30% chance of rain at kickoff. Right. That's, but you know, that's, that's a week out. So it'll be 75 and sunny by the time. Dude, it shows say, up, so I mean, shit, it was what? 35, 34 last night. It's going to be 70 on Sunday. Yeah, it was awful. So, but before we get to that, we got a game this weekend. So let's talk about Chicago real quick. They, um they tied Philly their first game two to two. So a couple of teams coming off draws, although I imagine Chicago is probably happier about it than we are about our draw so we got to head up to soldier field this one i don't think plays too much into the ccc game right because it's a saturday and then we don't play again until thursday so i think we're good there it's going to be that game after against dc united which is basically going to be like if you're going to throw the kitchen sink at monterey you're um you're praying to get anything against dc um but yeah so this game against chicago be honest i don't know anything about them so who wants to talk about them uh, I, I watched that match live Saturday. As Did you? you and, the whole match? Did you watch the whole match? Pretty much at the pitch, yeah. yeah. Adam yeah. and I were at the pitch. We watched it. They, had, they did a nice job, and we were kind of like the outdoor section, but they had all the matches on. Um, man, Chicago played well at Philly. Philly didn't yeah. have – they didn't have Blake, um, but they played well. Um, they could have won that game. They, they should have won that game. They yeah. should have won that game. And the guys that scored for them – Erbers and uh, what's their? I can't think of a midfielder's name. Um, Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gutierrez. That, Not no, Gutierrez. Gutierrez. The guys they had last year did the part. It wasn't Kuipers. It wasn't Shakiri. Um, Chicago's going to be tough this year, man. Especially earlier in the year. Again, these teams without depth. So. Soldier Field, thank God they're going to have 15,000 people there and the place is going to look empty and the sound isn't going to carry. So I'm not worried about a home field advantage. But weather, what's it going to be like in Chicago at 8.30, 7.30 local time on Saturday night? Probably not great. Yeah, give me a second. I'll probably find out. Well, yeah. While you're looking that up, it's going to be 68 and rainy Thursday. Because <laughs> I did look that up. So, 68? Wait, in, in Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not what it says. I'm going to look again. 68 and rain? That's not what the weather bug says. 68 and rain. Bug. Thursday. The weather bug. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, no, I looked at Tuesday. I will say that. Tuesday's. Uh, here we go now. Uh, mm-hmm. six, 60 and overcast? Thursday? Low 43? The mm-hmm. seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Chicago's going to be 60 and sunny on Saturday. Okay. So that's, that's fine. That's fine. And, and, hey, man that lives two hours north of Cincinnati, don't talk about Cincinnati weather, okay? I'm telling so. you, I'm looking at it right now. It, the it guy, says 49. I, I, I got to say the crack because I just I just heard from uh, from Hadi, by the way. So the guy who lives even closer to the Canadian border doesn't know where poutine is from. Poutine is Canadian food, Stephen. Just, oh. I mean, you need to, like, just like barbecue is American food, poutine is Canadian. Yeah, like, quote, just, unquote. It's quote, not even, it's not even a discussion. Quote, unquote, poutine is 100% French Canadian and nothing else. Canadian. Canadian. Are you going to go against Mr. Hadi Raphael? Canadian. From the ball is round. Canadian. They speak French in Toronto. 
He's speaking more, more Italian. He's po- speaking more Italian in Toronto. I, I, I don't. Uh, no, no, no. They have they have Italian players. And yes, well, there's no, a large Italian. No, they've got a Italian... pretty active little Italy in, in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. just it's spaghetti sauce and cheese, man. It's not that tough to make. But what did they call you by text the other day? You're a cotton mini muffer. What is I'm it? Just, mini- I'm just telling you, it's a Canadian food. French Canadian. French Canadian. Yeah, look, guys, guys, we just witnessed old man yells at cloud live. <laughs> right. We <laughs> <Yeah>, did. <laughs> Which one's the old man though? Yeah, that, uh, that's up for debate. It's a tie. It's, it's a tie. I'll take it. I'll take the old it's, man. It's, it's a tie. But anyway, yeah, Chicago, where it will be sunny. <laughs> All right. So, so yeah. So, Chicago's their tough team. Um, Kuipers is still – they're gelling, just like we are. I, I can absolutely expect some rotation. So, we'll just be short and sweet. Any predictions? I'll start with you, Stephen. You know, like you said, you didn't watch a ton of the match. Um yeah. Well, here's a question before I go. Do, do you know, yeah. is there a Gutman update? Because he went off early. Right? Uh, he, he is not playing anytime soon. What, hamstring? What was it that he went off with? They, the, what I saw today, um, just scrolling Twitter, is like inconclusive, but out indefinitely. So that, that, sucks. That, that, yeah, that, that bodes either knee or hammy torn. Um, right. Yeah, and his face, you don't take a man off in the fourth or fifth minute if it's not like detrimentally serious which like i'm gutted for him because coming back home that man has been passed around (laughs) i'll I'll leave it pg but passed around a lot in the past two or three years um and not because of performance man he's played well he's been a consistent starter within the league but you know between atlanta us colorado to end up at home and i know he's proud of his heritage being from that area um i'm i'm it sucks for him, man. So it, it, it really does. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, Chase Gasper came in for him. Is that right? Is that yeah. Who came in? Okay. Yeah, yeah it, it's interesting because you know, Chicago, the, the couple of ads that they had were like Gutman. Like you know, we already talked about Kellen Acosta finally did sign at Chicago right after all the where's Acosta, Acosta going to go? Uh, you know, with us for a hot, for a hot minute, for a, a quick cup of coffee, but not really. Um, they added Tom Barlow, right? So yeah. it, it's, it's, they, they've got, you know, they, they did add some around the edges. Now they didn't make a lot of main changes. I mean that their their young midfielder, I mean he is Brian Gut- Gutierrez or however we're saying it, he's man of the match against Philly. He's dynamic in midfield. Obviously the cube, you got the cube right in the middle and, and how they use him is, is kind of interesting. But you know, recall these guys are they got a little bit of a a meanness to them. Ch- Chico's in the back, Pineda in the back. This could be a real physical game. I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like Frank Kloppis is going to put out a, a, hey, hey guys, let's let's knock them around a bit. They they don't like to be tackled hard. They don't like to be messed with. <laughs> this could be a real ugly game. I would, I'll just be honest, and I I'd, I'd rather us focus on Monterey and and, and try to move on in, in Champions Cup. So I, I don't have, I guess, a lot of uh, desire to go in and 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 uh, spend too much energy or spend you know too many players in the process. Problem is we we go there Saturday, way before we know what's going to happen, right? With 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 our with our friends at uh, Monterey, but I, I just I feel like we're going to get this could be a little, you know, what was the old uh, nickname for the Bears back in the eighties? Um, gosh, I can't think of the nickname now, guys. Come on. Yeah, I'm thinking too. I mean, you had some studs with what the monsters of the Midway. That was yeah, that was even before the eighties. Yeah, yeah, but the, the, refriger- the, 
Refrigerator Perry. That was the yeah, 46 defense. What they call the defense. But th- this could be a black and blue game, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And for them, I mean, that, that plays well into their favor, to your point. That helps them more than it helps us. So, yeah. prediction-wise, yeah. I, don't know. yeah. I just, well, I want to get Adam's take on the fire. Would, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I don't. I, I think I think you're going to probably see the same starting lineup you saw in match day one, with the exception of Miazga is going to be on the back line, so that probably puts Keller to the bench. And then the only other question, and I think you're going to see Boop start with Baird, um, which leaves the only question then is is it Halsey or is it Kubo? But I think I think, man, you're going to get you're going to get the 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 best eleven out there. There's four days until Monterey, um, so like this is not a. It's early in the season. Like I said, I mean, it's the DC United match is the one that's going to be, I don't want to say the throwaway, but that's where that's where the depth is going to be tested. Not this one. A Saturday afternoon game, or I'm sorry, a Saturday evening game. You've got until Thursday. It's a normal recovery week for all the players. Actually, there's an additional day because we're used to going Saturday to to Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. So, yeah. So you get the extra day. It's not a it's not a heavy travel. Um, it's not a heavy travel away day of all the of all the places to have to go other than Columbus. It's the closest. <clears throat> so, you know, I don't see it as being I don't see it as being that big of a deal. I think we come out, especially after the the draw against uh, Toronto and, you know, we we go and get three or, you know, we're going to try to get three. Whether or not we do will be seen, but, um, you know, waits to be seen. But, yeah, I don't I don't see us really changing a whole lot about what we do for this one now the dc game absolutely i think that's going to look very different yeah so, so we're going to do a quick quick score line predictions um uh, yeah 2 i'm saying everything is 2 we're never give we, we will not give up a goal this year <laughs> right boy the, boy the women got dose of zero the other night Ooh, oh man. boy that was rock awful. bottom baby rock Ooh, bottom rock baby yeah it's what happens when you let um you know <laughs> Aging stars stick around for their egos, but don't get me started on the striker mm. and the midfielder. <laughs> yep. The baby, ho- the baby horse and who? who? No, Which man. One? Yeah. No, no, no. Not man. Anyway. All right. Okay. 2-0. Two, two, two You're saying uh, orange or blue 2-0 on Saturday. Oh, yeah. All right, Why Nate. Not? I'll go first. Let you let you clean up on this one. Um, I, Again, it's going to be a black and blue bruiser game. I, I'm going to say another draw. I'm gonna say we 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 do eke out a one-one draw on Saturday. That's where I'm at too, man. I hate to say it, but probably one-one. I'll say two-one just because I'm the homer in me, but one-one is probably the likely outcome. So either way, uh, you know they say win your home matches, except for Toronto, and, and draw your away matches. So I'll go with the same one-one, but with the hopeful for two-one. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, last but not least, uh, short and sweet. Any roster rumors? You guys hearing anything? Ooh. Well, Nate, juicy, are you, juicy are you look, rumors. Are you looking in the mirror, Nate? Juicy rumors. Um, <clears throat> not so much in the mirror. I, I think, you know, from what I'm hearing, uh, and say that loosely, we will add a domestic right back of some way, shape, or form. Um, yeah, I don't think there's much secret there, right? No, no, I think that that makes sense. Somebody within the league, uh, we didn't acquire game today with selling an international roster spot to Toronto. Um, so they can sign a Newcastle X player. But ooh, ooh, you mean a zip X player? Uh, that's funny to mention Newcastle actually is an X player. I'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> now that I think about it out loud. 
Yeah, so we'll add a domestic right back. Where, from who, um, how excited will the fan base be? All really good questions. Um, I will say this. If it comes to fruition, I said it in Slack, they're probably our best right wing back, right back we've had on the roster. And that's not saying a ton. I mean, I love Arias, the man that played 50% of the matches. Um, given the potential roster spend, probably would have tried to make that work, vice versa, of bringing this player in. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. You can only uh, you can only have one snow cone per season. So hopefully he's our snow cone. And I'll toss it over to you guys. Snow cone. It's- yeah, I think uh, what we were talking about, there's there's only a handful of teams, I think, that um, we really think that they can come, you know, that the player can come from. I think we're of the mindset that it's going to be somebody, obviously, that's within the league. It'll be a trade in some way, shape, or form, whether it's a straight swap for GAM, whether there's a player going the other way, who knows. But um, I'm trying to go back through Slack to see, like, who really the – who really the teams that we were identifying, like, you know, who's got a surplus maybe at right back or who is trying to, to move a right back. You know, there's um, somebody brought a uh, Neilis up. Somebody brought up uh, Valentine. Is that how you say it? Valentine. Uh, Kyle Duncan was bantered about, you know, the revs, the union, uh, Red Bull, NYCFC, they kind of have these potential right backs. You also have Miami trying to bring a right back in. So that obviously opens up the door for somebody like a DeAndre Yedlin. So I think, you know, of a couple of the names, what's that? Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so I think of the, you know, of the names, it may be one of those guys. I mean, I think where where our heads are at, that's probably – an accurate list of, of who it could potentially be because we're pretty limited, right? I mean, that's the whole point on this. The, the pond that we're fishing in isn't very big. Yeah. And it's, it's not just, it's not that big. It's also kind of how Albright views, right? Um, he, he obviously loves uh, MLS talent. He, he trusts MLS talent veterans. Um, you know, if it's the player we think it may be, um, obviously a MLS vet, a USM men's national team vet as well. And, and it's just whether I guess what sticks out to me is where he goes with this. You know, Noonan talked about at the end of the Toronto game, possibly a formation change, and even hinted, you know, possibly at Luca going over the right wing back, and that could open up the left wing back for Halsey. But who, who knows, kind of what was in his, his thoughts post match of that game? But uh, say say it is a veteran MLS right wing back, then you're not bringing Luca over to the right side, obviously. But uh, yeah, it, they've got some gam to be able to do something with. Our, our biggest constraint right now on the roster is the budget charge column or the, the limitations. You only have so much money on the budget charge over 18 players you're going to spend. And so, yeah, they, they've got some gam. They just picked up a little bit more today, right, for the international. 25K for this year, yeah. 25K, but they're, they're, they're stockpiling for 2025. So watch that on the GAM stockpile for 2025. But they've got some GAM on the sheet today in the 2024 balance sheet that they could make a trade, right? It's just the salary um, of this one player, I, I just don't know if they're going to bring on a guy that's got an $800,000 to $875,000 salary. That, that's the How thing much that- GAM? 
Yeah, how much damn do we do we figure that we have right now? Is it the seven hundred? Is it about seven hundred thousand? Yeah, it's it's a, it's about that. I mean, this this is again, folks. It's it's always kind of a swag because we don't get details in in MLS. There's no transparency. Our about, best guess. Our best guess. Our best guess is we're about seven hundred grand of available gam right now. But but yeah. that's got to be applied against an open roster spot or two as well. So so maybe you know you're you're saying. Well, actually, that that's in the calculation that's already been applied. We we've got about a million dollars of GAM sitting there. Okay, that I was think, what I was wondering because on the sheet it shows yeah. seven hundred remaining, but I didn't know if we had yes, the, no, the no. three fifty so and the yeah, okay. Yeah, so we we've got about a million, a million two GAM sitting there. Best guess, folks. This is no guarantee or no, you know, don't take it to the bank. I'm holding you to it, Stephen. I'm holding yeah. you to it. So we we've got probably a half a million to play with on a trade or so of GAM. To be honest, yeah. and you're not going to put it all in 2024, right? You're going to spread it out between right, yep. two years as well. And then well, it comes down to who do you want to help? <laughs> not just that, yeah. like you've, you've potentially have game with Barry all sale when and when and if that does happen. So you've got that. I mean, you've got a little bit of his loan fee. Um, yeah. We haven't mentioned Angulo and what that looks like. So there's still some pieces there. So I said this before we started recording. There is something to be said that Albright is not one to jeopardize the future for the moment. He's not going to sell himself short next year or the year after just to make a push this year. If he was going to do it, it was last year. and He didn't really do it. So yeah, I'm with you, Stephen. The, the the financial ramifications get a little bit of a head scratcher unless the parent club, the current club, covers some of the salary. And that's not that's, out of the realm of possibilities. So. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that helps it. And then after that, I think you know we're still all all on Marco Angulo watch. He hasn't been around for a family matter presently. Um, I think that's been pretty widely reported. We don't know what it is. It's family. It's private, but it has nothing to do with holding him out for a potential <laughs> loan. Um, but I think you know again that's something that. If we were looking at ways to manipulate this roster, you know, you basically have a value in, in a spot in a U-22 role that you're getting honestly nothing out of. Um, and we saw what uh, Albright did with um, with Gus, right? He valued the slot. It was it was the international spot. It was the U-22. Like, there's value in that. And with a U-22, you can basically spend whatever you want. So when you have a restricted budget like we do, you know, the, the best way to do that is to maximize the, the, the spots that don't count against it. And the U-22 slot would, uh, would fit that nicely, especially from, you know, you can spend $8, 9000000 $10 million on a transfer and it not really matter. So... Yeah, I you know we, no. We just saw that with uh, Redondo with Miami, right? Yeah. Yes, the team that will not be named. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's um, yeah. So I think that's something to keep our eyes on. I I I think something happens with that in the next thirty days, right? Like I think there has to be some resolution there. We're too thin at striker. We need another difference maker along with Boop. Otherwise, people are just going to sit on top of him. And yeah, that's going to, I mean, he, he's shown he can kind of get his shot off regardless, but you don't want to have to be working like that game in game out. You want to bring somebody in that helps open it up for everybody else. So yeah. 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 All right. I think that does it, huh? It does. I like it. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. Nate says time. <laughs> time. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do our sign off before we sign off. I am going to 
let you guys all hear the Kip Keller chant. I take no credit <laughs> for the person that's singing this. Um, and if you can understand him, you're better than me, but you'll get the gist. Cause he is fucking Kip Keller. Cause he is fucking Kip Keller. Cause he is fucking Kip Keller. And his hair is mighty fine. His hair is mighty fine. His hair is mighty fine. Cause he is fucking Kip Keller. Cause he is fucking Kip Keller. Cause he is fucking Kip Keller. Ooh, that was rough, Jamie. <laughs> you said you weren't going to mention his name. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, how could I when he when he when his voice cracked like that, like an adult, uh, like a like a prepubescent adolescent, a twelve year old <laughs> going to going to school. Uh, God yeah. bless. That was brilliant, by the way. That, that oh, really was brilliant. We came up with that last night. Like He's, yours uh, truly, me and Jamie. This that was it. Yeah, as, Jamie. As, Jamie's chance, man, because it's in his blood. Or, or damn oh, good. Keep damn it simple. Good. Yes. Keep it simple. Yeah. That's right. Kip Keller. I hope he plays more so we can get everybody chanting it. So I think we'll uh, be okay. Yeah, I think it'll work. All right, boys. Good big show. Happy to happy to have you back, Stephen. Good talk. Thank you. That's yep. hey, that's twice in like uh, four or five weeks, guys. Okay? Let's do We're it again this, this year. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it again before the end of the year. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> Nate, I'll see you Thursday, my friend. Yeah, buddy. Remember, guys, this is the first ever podcast we recorded on February 29th. Oh, that, that would oh, be absolutely oh, correct. Right? Happy leap year, right? Happy, Happy leap year, kids. Shout Happy out to my cousin Ryan, who was born on this day. He you have a cousin Ryan? Yeah. No, he yeah. made that up. No, no, it is true story. True story. He's born on February 29th. Yep. Actually, I've got uh, our, our, our family friends. Their, their daughter was born on February 29th. Yep. And I and I got a shout out Nick and Schmitty because they say I never say anything about them on the podcast. So there you go. You better have listened. Uh, I could Google somebody who was born on February 29th, but I don't know anybody. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to okay. move on. It's all right. All right. Cats yeah, enjoy by, enjoy cats the poutine and French. Cats Canadian losing by 90 these Montreal. days. Montreal. <laughs> yeah, it's Prost. Prost. Cheers, boys. Let's get a dub.
really just waiting to see how long I can go. I was wondering too. Okay. Uh, well, no, usually it pops up and says record. There it is. Okay. Hold on. Three.